a lot of that stuff is, of course, people are afraid of the unknown, but they're also not taking control of the things that they can control. Yeah. And they're not taking control of the things they can control because they don't know there are things that they can control. So, yeah, I, I love everything you're saying there. And I'd love a Daniel James segment now, minute or two or ten, <laughs> on remedies and some ideas that, yeah, this is, again, looking at the external world and the emotions and the feelings they're getting... Do you have advice for someone listening to this now who does just feel overwhelmed and, and pretty much terrified? Welcome to the Prime Life Project podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Welcome back to an episode of the Prime Project podcast. I'm your host, Daniel James, and today, once again, I'm joined by Mr. Mikey Markham. How are we? Mate, I'm great. You keep getting me back on. I know, I can't get enough of you. <laughs> That's the most compliments I've had today. There we go, we'll keep taking it. We'll keep, big, keep, keep bigging you up for the, uh, the rest of the podcast. Keep I'll take working. all of them you've got, mate. Uh, I like your t-shirt as well. Yeah? What, what do you like about it? Uh, the mushrooms. Thank you. No, not actually, I've not taken the mushrooms. I still haven't done that yet. But again, the, the psychedelic <laughs> side of things, I'm actually it was pretty cool top. I listened to that uh, podcast again recently. Oh, did you? Just thought Didn't it was it? really fascinating. Did Great you his book that he sent us? What is his name and what was the episode number? Oh, Can you remember? I've you put are, you on the spot. Put me on the spot here. Matt Zeman. Matt Zeman, and I am not sure what number it is. So I'll if you, pop if you, if you it hold, in. If you hold the conversation, Mike. Mikey, in the future, remember this, pop that in, because it was a great episode, and I learned a lot about uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah, how, can you, how can we come back to listen to that one? Because it was a great episode, like it was, even for people that aren't interested in psychedelics, just, I, I've, not, I've not taken them, but it was a very, very interesting episode. And obviously, because with the listeners, if they've been listening to a long time, they know I have explored those paths, and I was just uh, curious again, recently, I was feeling a little bit of a oh, what was that feeling that it gave me? And what are some experts saying on that? Because there's been quite a lot of different podcasts talking about that content recently. Mm -hmm. They're saying it's literally growing back neurons in brains that are, that particular cells that they said were done with. Mm -hmm. Certain psychedelics are coming through. Uh, they're doing it with veterans and they're doing it with um, people that have got CT and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, the data is overwhelming saying look what's happening here so i heard something of that and i was like i'd like to see what matt um and dan spoke about on that podcast but that was, it was um, fascinating. 157 so again we got the link up but did you read his book as well so he sent you a copy didn't you so he did yeah i need to uh, mate yes, I've that. busy boy but like I, said, I think it's an interesting thing that the whole psychedelics thing like i said it's not something that i've ever done myself personally but um the more you see the research and actually reading it from people that are doing it are neuroscientists so it's not like your people on joe rogan that yeah. again, people can discredit even though i think it's silly to discredit them um Excuse me, but they've got actual neuroscientists that actually this is their yeah. job. This is what they've got PhDs in it. They're not just amateurs talking about the actual benefits of it. I think you have to sort of And they're just following note. the data. That's all they're yeah. following. They're, and not, they're not led with their else. opinions and they're exactly. not led with their hearts. They're just saying, Well, this is fascinating. Let's run with that. And so I mean, maybe I'm doing this subconsciously. And, and you've also then you've got that big farmer as well that again, like like I think um Matt mentioned, yeah. um, that are basically trying to patent some of the stuff. So if big pharmaceutical companies are going after it then that tells you there's some truth to it. Mm -hmm. So rather than them sort of like dispelling it, now they're kind of seeing potentially there is something to it, which is why they're mm. now patenting some of this stuff. That's it. And that was one of the recent ones on Rogan. He was talking about going down that line where they're working with pharmaceuticals. And that kind of just makes me feel a little bit saddened, mm. I suppose, because they are a bit dirty, aren't they? But if it's going to bring it into the forefront of where we can start getting access to it, mm. 
kind of anything to help people thing that's the big thing yeah there you go when it comes to the cannabis because i said again it's just the profiting and the the commodifying of stuff yeah i'm like it grows out of the ground dude yeah (laughs) and the same thing the whole cannabis thing as well how much it's demonized and now it's sort of been used again don't smoke weed either or even like cbd stuff don't take any of that either but uh i've getting a lot of the research i'm looking into that beneficial for certain types of people with certain conditions mm-hmm. but if you're taken as like a teenager yeah. while your brain's still developing and is growing it your frontal can, cortex yeah it can actually have a negative in, yeah exactly have actually have a negative impact yeah so i think it's really interesting with all of this stuff and actually the more cause i think there's there's a big push on anti-drugs especially mm. psychedelics and stuff but actually there's more information out there that people can readily access they can actually make a more informed choice mm. so when it comes to cannabis now people can make a more informed choice rather than them what's this trying it finding out well actually now they can go online they can research it there's actual articles that people can read mm. actual research peer-reviewed papers people can read on it now there you go. so they can actually make an informed choice so i think it, all this stuff is beneficial but for me it's always just taking it's coming the- into the uh, zeitgeist isn't it yeah it started to come into real mainstream conversation and i just i find it very silly when adults can tell other adults what they can and can't do like don't hurt one another Mm. don't kill one another but to what substances and what can go inside your own body i find that very odd Uh, for me it's we're in a culture nowadays where people can't have an opinion unless that opinion matches the the masses and the mainstream that's socially accepted but for yeah. me it's like an opinion is an opinion yeah so like, like i think you sort of said it before like opinion you can you wear it like your clothes. i love that yeah. and then that's one of your sayings and again that's basically how it kind of is like people get so attached to it so it's like so you can have this opinion on this thing but you're then now saying i can't have an opinion mm. the, the opposite to that okay so where's the line where's it drawn this is the thing that i don't like nowadays is happening is that people have been silenced people have been can't this whole cancel culture i don't agree with it mm. I feel like everyone should be again like you said as long as you're not hurting anyone as long as it's ethical yeah. as long as it's legal everyone is entitled to their opinion because that's how you have an actual discussion mm. and that's why i love what i'm doing the circle of men where you've got four or five guys that maybe don't always agree but you then have a discussion about it and mm. then that discussion actually then breeds for a more interesting conversation i love people being can challenged learn. i yeah. really love i actually i love not only being challenged, but being made to think differently and go, oh, do you know what, what you're saying? You're refuting this much better than what I had in mind. And I'm going to go on that path for a little bit and play in that world and see what I feel about that. Because I've had situations where I didn't think I had closed beliefs. And then I realized, oh, I'm I'm kind of quite absolute about this. And you know, my favorite Mm. words, nuanced. Mm. And I don't think there was enough nuance within that belief system. So, And I also think this is, again, when it comes to people questioning their beliefs and what it comes from, most people... And again, I use it, I say this to most people, again, not everybody, but a vast majority of people, I was just walking around town earlier on to get my hair cut. And I was walking through Nottingham City Centre. And as I was looking and walking around, I didn't have any music on. I didn't have any headphones on. I was just very, very present. I was in a very good headspace. I felt great. And I was just looking at people. Now, yeah. again, I'm not any sort of like energy healer. I'm not anything like that. But I was just looking at people's energy. I was just seeing what kind of vibes, first mm. impressions am I picking up from people? Because you can tell if people are happy, yeah. in a good mood, content. And the amount of people that just from their facial expressions, their body language, the way they were moving, they were just not okay. I'm talking about elderly people. I'm talking about middle-aged people. I'm talking about young people, males, females. I was very aware. I was noticing so many people were struggling. And I felt like I was a weirdo because I was walking around with a bit of a smile on my face just trying to emit some positive energy, Mm. as weird as that sounds. But so for me, going back to LinkedIn, most people are struggling. Yeah. Most people are struggling and yet they don't want to change their belief systems or question things in their life because people don't like change, they're afraid of change. But 
you need to have that, that nuance and mm. realize that sometimes some things you believe about certain situations, people or things aren't actually true and they aren't actually the facts. Mm. And oh, there's uh, an interesting quote I heard the other day on a podcast, I can't remember what podcast it was, but something on the lines of where stories and opinion meet maths, maths always wins. Okay, yeah. So you've got stories and opinions and beliefs. Yeah. But actually when they meet facts, uh, yeah. facts so you will talk, always like, win. There's subjective and objective yeah. truths and the objective always wins. Yeah, because the truth prevails. is the truth whether you yeah, like it or yeah, not. Yeah. But if people it's are like so, a universal truth. Exactly. Yeah. But some people are so caught up in their belief systems and yeah. this thing they hold on to it so tightly that they don't realize that that's the thing that's actually poisoning them. Mm. It's like when you've got like, um, like Wolverine, for example, in the movie, like the titanium that he's got, whatever it is, um, vibranium, whatever he's got, the, his Mate, claws. I don't watch those films, actually. So it's a Wolverine, so but anyway, the, the, the point of Wolverine towards the end, basically he dies, he's in the truth, he can't die, but actually this metal he's got in his body poisons oh, him and it slowly kills him. That makes sense, yeah. So, yeah. so basically, I'm sure it's vibranium, but I might be wrong with that. Anyway, aluminium, aluminium, aluminium. I was going to anyway, say, yeah, yeah, aluminium. titanium wouldn't. Yes, aluminium metal but anyway it poisons him and he eventually dies right and i felt that's a lot of people their belief systems huh. and what they think they're holding on to it it's so yeah, poisoning yeah. them and it's killing them from actually experiencing the world around them mm. and they see it as a strength but it's not actually a strength it's actually slowly killing them and i think that's the thing there it's like understanding that you can be wrong it's okay to be wrong but i feel like nowadays people are so afraid to be wrong because this whole cancel culture and yeah. victim and people being like and shamed and stuff like everyone's wrong at some point in their life it's just about certain this things stop being so vehement down a path mm. again got a friend he's been done his thing come back been on a chat and just got another belief system oh is that he, our friend yeah, mutual friend yeah, you know? yeah. just really really vehement down it and yeah it it's as if the the truth I keep seeing prevail is just stop going too far down about have real cool philosophies and ideas that you keep stepping in and out of and wearing and trying out but it doesn't have to be this is it now mm-hmm. I've done that one I've done that one so it must be that one mm-hmm. and it's it goes in a vicious loop in a cycle I'm like it it, it becomes really a, obsessive and unhealthy after a while to but, d- beliefs and but, and but people are searching for answers and yeah, I, so again yeah. it's funny you say this because my dad always used to say this to me and i didn't really understand it until recently that from my personal training career i'd go on courses and every time i go on these courses i'd come back and i'd try and talk to my dad my parents about it interesting and i'd, I'd yeah. be like this is a thing this is so cool okay, this is. yeah but obviously it wasn't obviously i just got really excited about this thing and obviously i knew within like a week it kind of worn off and i basically then had taken the principles yeah applied it and then kind of moved on but originally when i first like as you do you go into anything and you say like, this it is amazing good doesn't it's it it's like a band like you hear a band so you, like, yeah. you see a band live you then like for the next week you're like oh my god i didn't do some best man ever yeah. and then what happens is you then realize actually no do you know what they're amazing but actually i like all these other bands as well and then you start to add that back into your take music the elements and- take the elements that you enjoyed out of that band but yeah, to just be diehard, there's no other there's bands, no other bands yeah. now. Yeah. This is all it is. But then after you go see them live, of course you can be excited about it because it's like, yeah. wow, I got to experience it. It's amazing. But so imagine that- all that beauty and all that music that you're going to miss because that's all you can see. Yeah, and I hate when people say, oh, um, so like, like for example, like, I've got a very wide variety of music taste. And in uh, June, I think, or July, I'm going to Spain to see a classical music uh, pianist. Awesome, be- awesome. Uh, but people are like, oh, I don't like classical. Okay, well, you, that's you, too broad of a statement. Or, or, or when I go, when I go say, "Oh, I've just seen Limp Bizkit. Oh, I don't like rock music." Okay, well, is it like any rock music at all? Like none. Like, have you even listened to it? Like, and this is my thing when people say, "Oh, don't like this." Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, maybe not be Martin, be your preferred yeah. music, but like you said, think how much amazing music you're missing out on because mm. you've completely dismissed it. Like, I don't like modern day pop. 
but I will still listen to it. I'm not yeah. against it. It's just not my preferred choice. I wouldn't say I'm going to go out my way to listen to it. But if, if it's on the radio, I'm not going to turn the radio station off. Like, because again, every now and again, you get a catchy song. Mm. Like, that, uh, is it Harry Styles, that um, Strawberry Kiss, whatever it was? Like, I've um, heard a couple do you recently, know what I mean? Whatever yeah. it is, it's just catchy. Yeah. Or like Elton John's song that came out with Doodly, whatever it is. Like, there's some catchy songs sometimes. Now, though that's not my main kind of music. It's not what you immerse yourself Yeah, I'm not going to just cut it off. Yeah, because I think some people fester when that sort of music's on and they're just in their heads going, this is bad, it's so bad. And then, I hate and then it. they like, catastrophize everything and that's the poison. Yeah. That's where it's dangerous. And for me, it's just like, yeah, is it my preferred choice? You no. do that, you can have the choice to go, yeah, it's really, I don't want that today. Yeah. Turn it over the station. But even me, sometimes, I, sometimes I don't it. even like rock music. Yeah, yeah. It's too much for me. Do you want sometimes? It's too much and I love it. That's my main genre, rock, new metal, that kind of stuff indie music but sometimes I'm like I'm not in the mood for this today mm. doesn't even mean I hate it I just you, I feel like for me it's like when it comes to anything like you, we get as you keep mentioning like fixated on stuff and yeah. it's like no 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 like your mood's allowed to change you're allowed to change your opinion like just imagine if like you still have the same belief and opinions you had when you were a kid mm-hmm. like, I know some people do but just imagine that as an adult like you still believe these certain things like you still believe that being an adult's fun then you've got to pay taxes and <laughs> you know what I mean all this sort of stuff. But you know yeah. I mean, as a kid, you like you glorify being an adult, and then when you realise actually being an adult, you've got all these responsibilities no one tells you about. Yeah, like imagine if you still held that belief. Do you know what I mean? I completely agree, mate. And I, I did have that belief. I was yeah. really excited. To yeah, grow. so mate, so was I. God but look back now, and I'm like, even, even though last time we said before, like school wasn't a great time for me, but that actual time in my life. Again, carefree, mate. Mm. Carefree. Like, just go to school, come out, you can do what you want. Just go to bed, okay, wake up. Very outside the box, but what was your television program from school that you did come home and watch? I really am interested oh, to know. Oh, mate. Like, uh, straight first thing came to my hat, mine there was Funhouse. Can you remember um, Funhouse? Well, oh, you're five, fun. six years older? Yeah, how old are you? I'm 29. I'm going to be 34. Oh no! So okay. we're in like two yeah, months. we're close. Yeah, yeah. My, mine was my parents were aliens. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. some brothers, my brothers watched that. SpongeBob SquarePants was a good yeah, one. Yeah, of course. Maybe that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't watch too much television. I don't think, if I, if I remember correctly, because I was more computer games. Mm. So that sort of time when I came to secondary school, I was more. I'd come home from school and I was either playing football. So I remember I had swimming. So I did swimming like every uh, once a week. I, I was in two football teams. So mm. that was straight away three nights. And then the other times I was playing computer games. I played more computer games than anything else, which do, is why I didn't do well exams. Do you know something recently that's um, alleviated a bit of pressure on my shoulders? is David Eames saying something. He says, there's no such thing as high or low culture. There's just culture. Because mm. watching mind-numbing stuff before, I'd sort of feel guilt and shame attached to that. Like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. I should be watching something where it's elevating me, da 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 But there are some things that I really enjoy just immersing myself within. But I saw it, I had that belief, a fixed belief of this is low culture, so I shouldn't really be watching that. But that that just saying in that anecdote there, that's kind of alleviated a bit of stress off me. And I'm kind of, I watch things just for the yeah, pleasure that, that of that watching. That low culture stuff, again, and that's we, we've spoken about this before, I think, on either your podcast or this one. We do we have so many chats. It might have even been off air at some point. <laughs> the, the problem is when you go down this this path of um, spirituality, whether it's figuring out mindset, mental health, you can then get yourself caught in such a cycle that you do nothing. Mm. Like, oh, t- all TV's bad. Yeah. All food's bad. All there this, all go. that. And we're you go, sat there. Coming and you, back to the same uh, thing. Uh, and you just sat there and you're doing nothing with your life. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's like, oh, all deodorants can be, it's like carcinogenic. Okay, well, natural deodorant normally smells like crap. So if I've got a choice between smelling nice yeah. and not sweating, <laughs> but I'd live 10 years less, I will do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it's got to be nuanced to these things. Yeah. And for me, I'm the same thing. Like, so for me personally, do I watch TV? Mm-hmm. No. Sweeping statement. I don't watch TV. I watch movies. But again, you can then say movies mind me. Yeah, okay, maybe it is. Yeah. But I like to switch off. 
So I would go to movies rather than a TV show. Yeah. However, recently I've got into that TV show is where they go around the world and they've got to try and start off in one, like it's on BBC. I've not been watching, mate. But so basically they start okay. off in one part of the world, they've got a budget and basically got to navigate by like hitchhiking and all sorts of stuff to basically get across the other side. So they're just basically going across it. Canada. And again, I watch that once a week mm. and it's just, it chills me out. I don't see it as mind numbing. I just like, right, I'm just relaxing. Because for me, my biggest problem is, and again, I don't think people, especially nowadays with this culture, people are so go, 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 go. Mm. And the problem is sometimes I've realized I've got to kind of, I've got to have a turn off, a yeah. switch off. Yeah. Bec- but then wait, how do you have a switch off? Because if computer games are bad, if movies are bad, if TV's bad, like what are you supposed to do? Read? Okay, and I love reading. I read every single day. There's only so much I can read before my brain can't process it. Then what am I supposed to do? Listen to music. Okay, what if I'm not in the mood to sit and listen to music? Mm. I'll go outside. What if it's absolutely pissing it down with rain or thunderstorming? Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm tired yeah, yeah, because I've been working yeah. all day. Like, for me, it's just like, there's got to be a nuance. And I think you become prisoner to your own set of beliefs, don't you? Exactly. Like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. It's like, Mm. do whatever the fuck you want Mm. to do. Like, don't get too caught up in it. And it's the same with nutrition. When clients come to me and they're like, oh, Pick and choose your battles. I can imagine that's a big one that people get trapped in. Yeah, I, said, I think I did. Uh, the carnivore guy. Again, <sighs> it's not if this works or not, but is following such a strict routine really how you want to live your life? Yeah. Like eating testicles every yeah. day, even if it's... Was it the liver king? Yeah, that well, guy? no, it was more a carnivore MD. He is, oh, okay. He's an MD and yeah. stuff. He's a doctor. Yeah. Uh, but whatever pattern you go for... Imagine that's the optimal way. Mm. It actually scientifically proven, mm. boom, that's mm. it. Do you really want to go down that pursuit though still? Mm. Is it if it was testicles every day? Yeah. What about the beauties and the fruits and the things of life mm. that you could be missing out? So you have to kind of focus on that nuance there. Could you give a little bit of this to get a little bit of that? But my, my thing with central clients is pick and choose your battles. Yeah, that's like, There's no that's such thing as bad things. It's overconsumption. Yes. It's the same with mind-numbing TV. My problem with TV is if you're literally doing nothing with your life and you are literally just watching the TV, that's all you do. And you're unconscious of and it. And you're unconscious yeah. of doing it. And, but essentially, again, it's good to call it TV programs. Yes. Programs, programming. They're, it's programming you. Again, where's that sound? It's, it's programming you. Mm-hmm. So you're sat there not consciously in control. Then you're not going to be living a fulfilling life. You're going to feel less than. You're going to be comparing. Because again, the TV programs are designed to, to make you feel certain emotions, to hook you into the TV show. Yes. So they're emotionally hooking you in. Now, if you're going to sit there and watch one TV show a night and it's an hour, is that the end of the world? Yeah. No. But I'm then going to question, have you actually done any form of exercise? Even if that's just walking. If that's just no, I'd probably prioritize that. Have you done any reading? If not, potentially I'd probably prioritize that. Mm. Have you cooked any healthy food and stuff for yourself tomorrow? If not, I'd probably prioritize that. I'd yeah. prioritize other things. But for me, like I said, it's pick and choose your battles. Yeah. Don't distribute. There's no such thing as a bad thing. Donuts are not bad. Pizza's not bad. Burger's not bad. Yeah. It's the overconsumption and the reliance and using it as a crutch. That is the problem that and causes people to become obese. It's the overconsumption of TV, yeah. all this, this, this stuff that is potentially negative and harmful. Social media, prime example. Overconsumption of that, that is the problem. Is mm. social media bad? No. It's mm. the reliance and the dependence and the inability to be conscious of what you're yeah, doing that is the problem the unconscious of it i i love that bring the unconscious conscious mm. because for me again just look for correlations in your life really just check in with yourself how am i feeling am i good am i bad am i light am i dark am i heavy am i light where are you in that spectrum i'm really heavy okay what's the correlations here really heavy meaning feeling like low and down mm. and everything's hard Correlation, are you watching stuff constantly on telly that's making you feel worse from yourself? Mm. Are you comparing on that? Because I've got so many friends that will swear blind. What's that show where they're all on an island? Uh, Love Island. But they'll watch that. Love Island, is that Yeah, 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 yeah. Love Island. But 
they, they promise me, they're like, that isn't the problem. But I'm like, but you're coming, you're talking about how you're struggling and you feel really heavy, you're, you're feeling dark at the minute, everything's bad. But that's how you spend, like, okay, you go to work, you go to gym, and then that's your night consumption. There's not much to look at in that equation at where it could be coming from. I'm not just putting it down to that one pinpoint, but look for correlations in your life. Because it's like you look at, let's say someone like Lorraine, for example. They're all young, attractive people. So you're sat there watching these young, attractive people, and you know that they're going to become rich from doing this. You know that it's stupid. You know that it's crap TV, but it's entertaining, and that's fine. If you're watching this to be entertained, that's fine. But if you're sat there constantly thinking, oh, there you go. His abs are really good. Wow, he looks so stylish. Wow, how's he just gone from that girl to that girl? Uh, whatever it is, and why is that person at work think he's so hot? Like, I'm better than him. And mm. so all, whatever it is, and you start to then, it's that monologue, it's that internal monologue that's the problem. And same with social media, when you're scrolling. There's nothing necessarily wrong with social media, but again, look, this one, my social media, I have to have a massive clear out because from my days of modeling, all I would see is pictures of models, whether it be female models or male models. And either way, I'd be looking at the females thinking, God, I wish I'd have sex with them. Mm. not be able to have sex with them and feel bad about it and then again beat myself up oh you're not good enough she'd never want you anyway or be looking at guys and being like well why don't you look like that anymore mm. why aren't you shredded you should look as good as him mm-hmm. knowing full well that this picture's probably taken a couple of months ago and he looks nothing like that now yeah. so I had to remove all that stuff and even remove photographers because they were posting those pictures mm. because I realised as I was scrolling you there wasn't necessarily honest conversation with yourself because I'd, 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 I'd notice I'd be like well, why am I feeling negative and I'd be like well because all I'm being bombarded with is this and then I started to notice what am I actually saying when I'm seeing these pictures Mm. and again this is you're talking like three years ago four years ago and one of the biggest things with, with, with the, the the women was I was looking I was like oh, they'd never have sex with me mm. they wouldn't be good enough yeah. and it, making up complete stories and it just making yeah. me feel like not good and again we can do it not even necessarily with that you, you see people um, friends family members posting stuff on social media always on holiday they've got living relationships and again it makes you feel less than now, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think one of the biggest things is if you're starting to notice that with, let's say, using um, friend, you're single and your friend's in a happy living relationship and every time you go on there, you're feeling a bit of jealousy, envy, whatever it is, start to question that. Mm. Because if you can actually just turn that around and show gratitude for that and show the universe, that's actually what I want. Because mm. by being jealous and envious and putting that negative energy towards something like that, yeah. you're basically telling the universe you don't want that. And again, people talk about law of attraction. That is essentially how your law of attraction works. Mm-hmm. If you're putting negative energy towards that, the universe is thinking, oh, they don't want that because mm. they're giving such negative energy That's towards that thing. Yeah. So it's just looking at it like, why are you having these? I'm not saying that people do have that with their friends, but it's just looking at it, just question your emotions. It's having that emotional intelligence and understand when you're scrolling, how are you feeling when you're seeing these certain things, when you're interacting? Yeah. Like if you're getting jealous of someone's in the same line of business as you and they're really successful, like how are you feeling? Because I love it when I see people doing really well yeah. and they're making more money than me. And I'm like, oh, wow, like that coach is doing amazing. Because I'm saying, like, I want that. That's really cool. Like I don't, I get, and again, it's taken a hard practice for me because I used to be that guy that was secretly really bitter. Mm. I used to hate it. When you see people doing better than me, I used to get well bitter. Yeah. Why are they doing better than me? And then I then start to beat myself up. I wasn't mad at them. I was mad at myself, really. But again, I didn't want to get mad at myself, so I'd get mad at them. I'd yeah. externalise it. They're the problem. They're, they're a knob. They're doing this. They're nowhere near as good as yeah. me, blah, blah, blah. Well, what, what, what's that doing? That's mm-hmm. me giving all that energy and negativity towards that. When actually I say, do you know what, X person, great job. Like, I'm so glad that you're doing that. That's amazing. So if you can do it, I can do it. Perfect. So why aren't I doing it? Mm-hmm. Let's just explore that. Oh, I'm not do- oh, wow. Well, he's clearly doing this. I'm not doing that. Let's just work on that. Yeah. And then I then get above him or her, and then they look at me and 
wow and then basically you, is that, it's a healthy competition yeah like you're yeah. actually you're giving value because at the end of the day if especially and is a, a natural emotion yeah but if you're if you're then using that constructively rather than seeing it's competition yeah. you're seeing it's actually do you know what I mean? you're giving a little bit they're giving a little bit and ultimately if you're in a service business the people that benefit are the customers and the clients which yeah. is what you want I, I think where it becomes a problem is when it turns to jealousy Absolutely. so yeah envy goes into jealousy and that's where you've got problems from but also within everything you're saying there be careful what you wish for because you might get it and yeah. people are looking again often social media and uh, can talk and allude to my friend again here but looking at people traveling went on that path and realized oh i'm still here just in a different country or different climate with a different set of people yep. do you know but you're still there yep. and the secret to life is fix what's going on inside that mind and you can be happy anywhere I believe the, the, the biggest thing is like you, you, people I, I started talking to a client about this the other day and basically they said oh I'm going to get a van I'm going to do some travelling and I said posed the question I said are you just running away from yourself they, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I love the, that the, the, yeah. they basically then said, that actually, and said do you actually have a plan mm. and they actually did have a plan and I was like that's fine then because I was like I've done it before. And again, I did this when I, was, uh, when I moved to America. So I moved to America to go to university to play football to run away from a situation. Yeah. I was in a relationship I didn't want to be in. I didn't know how to end it. And I'm mm. like, if I'm not in America, so if yeah. I'm not in this country, same. then the problem can't, can't follow me. With and the same guy. Yeah, and then literally went to America four years, came back. And like, again, I was the problem. And in America, I look back on time in America, again, I was the problem. Yeah. I come back, I am the problem. Well, and then again... I think the other side to that and playing devil's advocate with myself is it's good to go on your own journey though, isn't it? It's good Absolutely. to go and discover that because if you haven't been away and you haven't felt that, oh, I'm still here, it must be something else, then you're always going to question that and you're always going to wonder. So it is good to go and confront that feeling. What's that, what's that word? It's when you, um, you're taking that away from someone, you're, you're robbing someone of that experience. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's sometimes the, the danger. It's like, You've got to let people fall on their, their face sometimes. Yeah, the one um, podcast you did uh, with the guy from AA, and I, I always love that analogy. It's like where you're pulling people in to the services. They're, they're on the motorway, and actually there's a brick wall coming, and they have to hit it, and it's the hardest thing to actually hear, especially when it's a loved one or a friend, but the, all you're doing is prolonging it. And they don't want to be on this motorway. They're sick of it and tired of it, and it's just exhausting but they have to hit the brick wall before they can start going on the country lanes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's painful. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest things with it. And it's like, and I understand it's people want to protect the people. And this is, I've done this with, with again, loads of friends. Again, financially, they'd be struggling. It's, I would then bail them out because I wish someone had bailed me out when I was struggling financially. Yeah, However, hey, that, yeah, that, that yeah. was the problem. The problem was my parents kept bailing me out, yeah. which then didn't teach me about money, which then meant I amassed a lot of debt that I had to get out of. Because when they finally said, we can't help you here, I was like, oh, but that's the thing. So what I was doing was I, was, I thought I was helping my friends. I was like, oh yeah, well, I've got this extra money. Like I can help and support you if you need it. Then they keep coming back, keep coming back. And I'm like, mm. at some point, it's like, I'm just enabling this. Like they're, they're like, they, they mean well, but they clearly haven't learned their lesson when it yeah. comes to managing their money. Because if they did, they wouldn't keep coming back and asking for money. Mm. So it's like, Right, and again, I mean, this wasn't just one person. This is different people. But yeah, my point I've, is, like, there, if, if you ask money once, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll help you. Do you know, this is my thing now. So when I stopped doing that because I, I clearly had extra money that's when I started to do charity work yeah. so I was like I'm giving this money to people that really aren't appreciative of it so obviously when I cut those people off and I realised I was just enabling them I was like well mm -hmm. I'm not just going to sit here with this extra money I will give to charity that's why again don't talk much about it because it's Noor's business but anyway my point is just like that's when I made that realisation of I need to put this money to, to, to work in another way because I'm just enabling these people to yeah. to, to, to prolong what, the lessons they need to learn I'm robbing them of those lessons 
I uh, I learned a good lesson with money. Have you seen Gangs of New York? Yes. That one where the guy keeps going and chasing that guy who owes him money, and the gangster stops him and says, well, well why'd you keep chasing? It's like, he owes us 50 quid, let's say. He goes, hang on, it's cost you 50 quid to keep him out of your life. You've learned something about him. Just let him go. Mm-hmm. He, he won't come near you again because he, he knows he owes you that money. That's what it's cost you. If you go to him again and you get that money eventually, he'll keep coming back and he'll want more. But that's it. He's got 50 quid now. He's never coming in your life. And I, I literally had a mate and uh, he got in a drug problem. Uh, and he asked to borrow my um, Xbox and my Wii one time. He's like, I've got a, a, a party going on. And then he sold it for the drug money. But that was, I just never saw him again then. I was mm. like, oh, you've really showcased yourself there. Mm. That's who you are. That's a lesson. But again, and you had to learn that lesson. Exactly. So that's that. a lesson for you as well. Of, of like, again, being trusting. So understanding, like, if you know someone's... Did you know he had a drug problem at that time? No. I see there. No, no. It was an old mm. mate from school, sort of separated for a bit. So uh, one of those that you would reconnect with, though, you're like, oh, he's a cool guy. I'll go and sort of hang around mm. with them again. Invited me around a couple of times, then asked that got my consoles and then sold them. And I was mm. like, ah, oh, okay, I see we've gone on very different paths here. Yeah. And it was a good life lesson though. It was just a moment of, oh, okay, people all showcase their true colors eventually. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have to go, and, oh, can we be friends still and all that. It's just, it's a very quick and uh, painless way to f- sort of carve your path out. And that's the thing as well, like you want to be the best in people. And I said with the gentleman like that, especially obviously this is early on in your journey, you can't help someone in that situation. All you can do is just cut that off. Because mm-hmm. again, you, 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 you want to know that situation. Like, potentially, it was the cutting off that was a big struggle yeah, for because, me. Yeah, because you, you might want to be like, oh, yeah, be struggling. You've done it for a reason. Yeah. And you want to try and help them. But first of all, does the person really want to be helped? And second of all, can you actually help them in yourself? And it's just sometimes authenticity. You've got to, yeah. it's, it's truth. Like yeah. if he come to me and said, dude, uh, I'm going to be honest. This is where I'm at. This is what's happened. Can you? We'd have a different discussion. Yeah. But if you're going to be sneaky and underground about it, that's where I sort of see yourself. Yeah, that, that's my thing. So, like, but that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's that like guilt and that shame yeah. when you're in that place. Yeah. And again, whether it's drugs or mental health, whatever it is, it's that people feel like guilt and that shame. They don't feel that they can actually express how they're feeling. Mm. Because like you said, it's just a different conversation. And that's yeah. the thing for me where recently, especially in the last 12, 16 months, I've really become comfortable with having those conversations yeah. and just saying what I truly mean. And sometimes people get offended by it, they get annoyed by it, whatever it is. But I'm like, I'm just speaking my truth. Yeah. And because at the end of the day, I want to get to the to the bottom of the root. This, this root thing of yeah. like, can I help you? Can you help me? Like, what, like, what is it you need? Just tell me what you need. I don't want, I don't want to hear the backstory. Don't beat around the bush. Do you need something from me? Yes, cool. Tell me what it is. I can't help you, but this person can. So I, I, I've got, I've just tried to just cut through all this noise and be like, right, my time's precious. I'm busy. I don't want to be BS'd and I'm not going to BS you. Let's just get to the chorus of it. What mm. do you need? Cool. A to B without having to do the alphabet backwards. Mate, it's, it's honestly, <laughs> I can't describe how freeing it is to actually have those kind of conversations. And it's even now to the point where I stop meeting certain people in my life because they just drain my energy. Mm. And again, I just have the conversation. I can't meet you. Yeah. Like, I'm not in the headspace to meet you because it's like, I'm in a really good headspace. And and I get it, a recent friend and they, they, someone that I used to always help. I've not heard from them for a while. And they're reaching out, blah, 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 blah. I'm really struggling. So I had a bit of a conversation with them and it became very apparent that they didn't want to listen to what I was saying. Mm. Yeah. They just wanted my advice to not listen to it. And that sounds really bizarre. I know exactly what you're saying there. So yeah, I basically I then you. was realizing where this was going after yeah. a couple of days. And I was just like... They wanted sort of validations yeah. for their own belief systems and, and ideas. Like, and I can't be helping support this. Yeah. Here's my podcast. 
I get you. Do it if you genuinely you'll, you'll, want you'll to do this. You'll come when they're ready. Yeah, if you genuinely... What are, is that quote? It's a good quote. Um, when the student's ready, the, the teacher, teacher will appear. Yeah. So for me, it's like, yeah. there's a level now where I'm like, I can't... I can't you, you're not listening Push to what I'm saying path yeah. or drag you through it you're asking for my advice I'm literally giving you I'm giving I'm not, even, not I'm not telling you I'm having a conversation it's not like I'm forcing anything on you I'm having a conversation I'm trying to guide you I'm trying to like show the mirror of like this is kind but of I know going. I'm not saying what you want to hear yeah and so you close all the so doors so I'm like I'm not I'm not Put entertaining this yeah I'm not entertaining this here's my podcast this, yeah. again listen to it when you're ready and you want to have an actual conversation I'll happily help you and that's again it's hard to do that because again you want to help your friends yeah but at the end of the day, it's like they've got to want to help themselves. And that's that for me is a hard, painful lesson I've had to learn that some people, as you said, just want to be validated on their stuff. And that's they it. and again, it's also in that situation for them, they've got to learn that lesson. Mm. And although I've tried to teach them that lesson in a number of different ways, if they don't want to listen to what I'm saying, the universe will keep giving them the same problems yes. until they learn it. Couldn't it's like I, my thing is like the pat- you keep repeating these same patterns let's talk about them mm. what's the common denominator okay you are okay so what sort of stuff are you doing what sort of stuff has led down to this also you recognize that this behavior is leading to these things yes okay oh you're going to go do it again okay one of my uh, favorite new phrases that i keep using now is uh, if you do what you've always done you'll get what you've always got yep. And it really is that equation, isn't it? Yeah, it's that simple. It, it couldn't be more true. And, and people want things reason, to change externally. Yeah. You, you, you want things to change externally. You can't change anything outside of yourself. Yes. Nothing. If you want your life to change, your life. Nothing Ooh, physical in your life. Now, it? Yeah. Well, well played us. Yeah. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing in your life physically is going to change. Yeah. What has to change is you. Yes. You have to change because even your if you start... your outlook. Because even your if you start yeah. to do something different, because people are like, oh, to go to a different coffee shop or just try something new. Okay, but you're still you. Mm. You're still you. You can't just do new things and try and change it up. So if you keep doing the same thing, get the same results. Yeah, but what is the result? It's cause and effect. Mm. So you're trying to get a different result. That's the effect. Every single effect is come from a cause. And every single cause of everything in your life is from your thoughts. Mm. That's it. Your thoughts and your subconscious programming. Yeah. So you can go and do whatever else you want to do. You can go and get like all different results. Oh, I always hang around different kind of people. Okay, well, if you go then hang around a different, like dating. Oh, you always go for the same kind of guy. Okay, so the result is you always go for the same kind of guy that treats you like trash. And I'm mm-hmm. making things up, but this is a complete, just I'm using this as, as hypothetical. <laughs> Let's say you always go for uh, the alternative guy that's covered in tattoos. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's, that's the guy you go for. And the quote unquote typical looks like a bit of a fuck boy, that kind mm-hmm. of guy, like six pack shredded, covered in tattoos, jacked. Yeah. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> anyway, anyway. 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 So then. You've noticing that the pattern is you keep going for that same kind of person. Okay, so keep doing the same thing, get the same... Okay, so by that logic, right, well, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go for uh, someone that's quite outdoorsy, yeah. doesn't really, not really interested in the gym, doesn't have any tattoos, a bit quirky. Okay, you are still you. So you're going to take all of your baggage yeah. and all of your issues from past relationship, all of your insecurities, all of your doubts, all of your worries, all of your fears, all of your not feeling good, all these things mm-hmm. into that relationship. Yeah. And although he may not appear and trigger you and do certain things that all these other guys here kind of did, the, outcome, the outcome is going to be the same. In the end, yeah. Unless that guy really has got an understanding and is to willing help, to take his time and help. through that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But even then, if you're not aware of this baggage you're taking into that relationship, yes, you've changed the thing, but the results are going to be the and same. all you're doing is putting it on the external world to change. Exactly. In front of exactly. You. Oh, but yeah. this is a different kind of guy. Yeah, He's going to treat that. me differently. 
okay, but how are you treating you? Oh, man. And how are you then? How are you then treating them? Because if this is a yeah, real clicks in poetry, yeah, if, if, you, if this is a real genuine guy yeah. that genuinely wants the best for you, he's an amazing human, and then one day he just I don't know, it, it just ignores one of your calls, yeah, because he's working. Busy. Maybe he's gone out and done something to yeah. get you some flowers or something, and then you're there going nuts, and then he, he then comes back to his phone, he's got seventeen missed calls. Mm. Doing that, that, that's your behavior, very off putting, then, isn't it? And this is what I'm saying you are the problem, yeah. And it's so hard for people to hear this. The guys aren't the problem, so or, empowering or, as well. Well, when let's flip you it around. The it. women aren't the problem, the women in my life were not the problem. And the only reason why I use the alternative, the, the, the guys that I described there, I was laughing, I was like, can't describe old Daniel here, minus the, the sleeve. I but I was going for the girls, yeah. I was going for the, 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 the alternative tattoos, like looking like girls that you know, like been around a bit. I'm like, but I love that. But what was the outcome? The same thing. Yeah, yeah. The exact same thing, time and, even and time in that again. story, did you try the other before? Did you sort of go... Mate, I tried everything during my time, but, but, but that was my thing. But chat. again, but I was trying everything. I was dating, like sleeping around with those kind of people. Mate. The outcome was still the same Mate, well, because it was me that was the problem. Dude, there's been so much knowledge and truth bombs yeah. within this podcast. I've got another question from what you were talking about as well then. Um, in the podcast, you're saying you were walking in Nottingham today and you saw a sea of mm. quite depressed faces, people in pilot mode who just genuinely emit unhappiness mm. or, or low vibration, low frequency. What else do you contribute to that that is making people so unhappy at the minute in life? What do you attest to that? Oh, mate. There's so much. I know. It's, I know that's such a broad yeah, question. Broad, but broad, I'd love some that just <clears throat> so comes it's, to it's, your mind. It's a broad question. Again, I don't know everyone. Again, like I, said, I may just call some people on a bad day. Like, yeah, we all yeah. have bad days. Like, I have bad days. I would agree with you, though, man. I, I really enjoy people watching. I enjoy being out and immersing myself. I, I, my answer would be community, actually. Yeah. But being out in the public domain and definitely started to feel this sense of pilot mode within people and mm. just head down, scroll. And and ju- it just comes across in the face, doesn't yeah. it? So they're tell. not really present. Yeah, they, they're not. They're, that's, they're, that's they're not present. And let's say the community is a, a and big it's one. Not all. No, it no, it's, it's not all people. If I was going to put a number on it, I'm going to say, from what I saw today, maybe sixty-five to seventy percent. Yes. Okay, but let's say, let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say it was thirty percent or forty percent of people. That's still too much. Yes. That's still, for me to walk around and notice that thirty percent of people aren't. And Dude, again, that's... this is what our words are for. Though whatever percent it is, yeah. it's for these people. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, who we want to help. Exactly. And this is my thing. It's it's, it's looking at, and I think a lot of people, again, are going through the motions. I think a lot of people aren't conscious of what they're thinking. That they're, they're very they're stuck in negative thought patterns. Again, I'm very big on this. The more I'm going down these rabbit holes, it's our thought patterns that are causing us to get stuck. We're just wired to go down the same thought patterns, on the same thoughts pretty much every single day. We're not consciously aware of what we're thinking about. So, like you still said, we're getting the same results every single day, and then get frustrated and wondered. I think a lot of people are stuck doing things they don't want to do. Mm. Uh, I think the cost of living crisis as well. I think the government's got a lot to answer for, and I think the world as a whole's got a lot to answer for. People, good, hardworking people are being absolutely rinsed of everything, not just financially, but emotionally as well. They're being taken to the absolute cleaners. And I think that there is a responsibility for the government to understand what they're actually doing to their people Mm. in the sense of all this stuff they're worrying about now, that this stupid alarm thing that's going to go off on people's phones, that is just like complete fear-mongering. Like, what the hell is going on with this stuff? I'm like, hell no. Like, you're just causing fear and panic amongst people that are already scared from the pandemic anyway. And I think that's a big thing. I think that's got a big part to play. I think people were struggling before the pandemic. And I think the pandemic has hugely amplified it. I see it in schools, I'm not sure I'm sure the same, but I did a little bit of work before pandemic. And then post-pandemic, the kids are just 
completely different. Yeah, their energy, their mood, good. everything I'm about them. I'm back to the farm now, which is nice. But again, it's such a different, a different atmosphere. Same kids. And maybe, yeah, there's something that happened in our community that was a bit different. Being on that farm, that we work with about 50 kids sometimes. And I know even our absence not being there. But still, the things that they're talking about, the things that they're seeing on TikTok and the things that they're bringing into our zeitgeist... It's of a very different nature to when I was there, what, four or five months ago. Yeah, and that, that, that's the biggest thing. I think, so I think that's the biggest thing that's going on. People are just afraid. Yes. They're afraid of themselves. They're afraid of the future. Yeah. And they're afraid of life. Yeah. And I'm not saying that necessarily means they want to end their life or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. I know what you're saying. But just very afraid. People, that's also, I think or that's what I was picking up. I was picking up people's, they were sad and people were feeling lost and stuck. And that's why I use those words a lot on my social media and stuff, because that's that's what I was sensing. I was looking yeah. at people, I was like, you just seem very lost. You feel you just like you're stuck, you're like in a mental prison, but you're afraid. Mm. And again, a lot of that stuff is, of course people are afraid of the unknown, but they're also not taking control of the things that they can control. Yeah. And they're not taking control of the things they can control because they don't know there are things that they can control. So, yeah, I, I love everything you're saying there. And I'd love a Daniel James segment now, minute or two or ten, <laughs> on remedies and some ideas that, yeah, this is, again, looking at the external world and the emotions and the feelings they're getting... Do you have advice for someone listening to this now who does just feel overwhelmed and, and pretty much terrified mm-hmm. in the world and where it's shaping? What can you do in your world, in your existence to remove yourself of those feelings? I think the biggest thing is, the, is looking at what your biggest triggers are. So for most people, I'm going to say it's social media. So I'm going to say go on social media detox, number one. Just get rid of it. Good. Your, your life's not that important. Unless you're a business owner... And again, I do then understand that completely. Understand that. If someone says to me, I've got to go off social media for a week, I will find that hard. However, my business is still going to be here. I'm still going to be podcasting. My business will be fine. And but there's I, I do get that. There is 100%. There is 100%. You can get someone to, to, to log in for yeah. you and post your stuff that you need to do. So again, I get that. Get off social media for a week. Don't listen to the news. Those two things straight away because then you're limiting the input that's going in. Just think about it. If you're not watching the news and you're not on social media, the actual input of information you're getting into your brain gone down massively so now you're 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 now in control of what you're actually choosing to pay attention to mm. i would then start to you've like got a detox of ex- yeah. detox of crap of yeah. noise just detox get, get rid of the noise and again anyone like i think going on social media detox for a week anyway is great for people especially kids massive thing and then next thing you want to do is you want to start to notice your patterns start to notice yourself and it's why people always say to me like i seem to have got my, my, my life together and everything together it's only because i really know myself uh, i did a live uh, uh, live q a yesterday on on, on in instagram i basically um someone picked up i use the word prickly now if you're a long-term listener to podcast you'll know i use prickly all the time to describe my mental health on a scale of amazing to falling off a cliff when i start to notice that it's sliding i say i feel a bit prickly and for me that's like i'm in a cockpit of an airplane and the lights are flashing and i've got to try and figure out what's going on and what do i need the only way I've got to that stage now where I actually know what I need is because I've actually taken the time to figure myself out. Yeah. And the main way of doing that is through journaling. Because if you're journaling, you're then talking to yourself. You're asking yourself empowering questions and you're giving yourself empowering answers. Especially the free writing journaling where you're, for 10 minutes, the pen can't stop moving. Mm-hmm. You're then talking to your subconscious brain because you can't consciously think that quick. Once you've then got that information, you can start to see, wow, this is actually how I'm feeling. This is what my subconscious is talking about. And then you can actually do something with that information. Mm. The problem is we're so busy thinking inside our heads and we're not even thinking. 
We just because again, mental activity does not constitute thinking, and most of us are having mental activity that's going on inside here, but we're not aware of the mental activity. It just could be very negative. So we've got negative mental activity that isn't actually thinking. Well, when you actually start to think and observe this mental activity, you can then actually start to do something about it. Mm. And once you start to do something about it, you realize you have more power and control over your life than you actually realize. So they're the main things I would start with. Yeah. And then you've then got other things like just look at your diet for a start. Like, are you just eating processed crap all the time? If you are, that's going to be a big issue. Just look if you've got a smartwatch. Everyone seems to have a smartwatch nowadays. Are you doing less than 3,000 steps a day? Yeah. Because by me now not working in the gym, me sat here at this desk, just literally getting up, eating and going to the toilet, I will amass 3,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm. That requires zero effort. So that tells me if you're not even hitting more than 3,000 steps, you aren't moving. So that's also going to cause you to feel a certain way. So just get up and hit a minimum of 7,500 steps. Consciously, especially now it's starting to get warm outside, get some music on, get get this podcast on, whatever it is, audiobook. Just go outside walking for at least 45 minutes. Those things are going to make you feel so much better because you're going to be start to be more present in the world. Even if you're listening to a podcast on music, you're still going to be, your senses are going to be picking up things and you're going to be connected to the real world rather than scrolling on your social media and listening to music. Does that make sense? Completely. So I've just kind of gone off a massive tangent there, but they're the things I would definitely do. I was listening, yeah, listening to a podcast uh, the other day and I, I wouldn't rehash it at all, but in terms of exercise and movement and being in motion i can't remember what it was saying compared to uh, being with a counselor or a therapist or whatever but it was a crazy number in percentage of how much more effective that actually was and shown to be Absolutely. scientifically in, Absolutely, in yeah, peer yeah. reviewed papers just movement just movement exercise was one of the biggest factors you don't have to exercise life, yeah. as in most exercising you don't have to be walking at a fast pace just literally walking yeah just genuinely walking is so massive. Just think, as human beings, we're designed to walk, we're designed mm. to move, not sitting down all day, especially if you're sat there at a desk job working all day. Like, you're not going to be moving at all. Yeah. So for me, looking at your nutrition, looking at your walking, and then basically looking at your mind. Like, yeah. all those three things is going to be a massive thing for you. I think the one for me that I've just started integrating back again is the sense of community. Yeah. And we are that type of being as well. We like being around different people. That's We were in little communities. And I think there's been a bit of a death of community. So if you can put yourself in a, a hit session, or a spin session, mm-hmm. or wherever you can find sports, community. Sports, yeah, yeah. I mean, sports an element. And then there must be other like creative communities. Wherever you can find yourself of like-minded, hive minds, that's beautiful. Because me, again, being back at the farm... And feeling our sense of community, there's sports people and creatives, and that's two big parts of my life mm-hmm. that I've put myself back in and immersed myself with. That has been a big game changer for me. I feel mm. a lot happier, a lot more present in, in life again at the minute. Mm. And I, I was shaky and I had good days and bad days, but I feel a lot more content and peaceful at the minute. And I would definitely attribute the sense of community back. I think community is a massive, massive thing yeah. that people don't do really... You, do you have a community? Where, where do you find your community? Uh, before I answer that, uh, if you've taken any value from today's episode, don't forget to actually like and subscribe and share it with a friend. So again, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, don't forget to uh, give us a five-star review if you found this episode valuable. Um, now when it comes to... Um, my community. Where's my community? Uh, well, Circle of Men's a, a big thing. I actually yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a smaller thing, but that's a good thing. Good um, and again, my team meetings, my coaches, that's a bit of a community. Um, but I don't have much for community, if I'm honest with you. That's not a big, like, I don't have, my circle's very, very small. It's not a driving force, mate, but I'm not against it. Like, so Circle of Men, for example, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's a Everybody's small thing. Different. 
sports a big thing because yeah. when I'm there, so I go and watch Aston Villa play so whenever they're yeah, at home. That, so every other week, that's, that's, a, a that's a big community of people. Of and again, for me, that's a big thing because growing up, I was like, one of the only Aston Villa fans I knew. But genuinely, I yeah, hardly yeah, ever yeah. met. Maybe up until I was... 25, 26, and maybe met 10 Aston Villa fans in my life. So when I'm there in this big stadium with yeah. like 34 of the thousand Villa fans, I'm like, wow. But that's a good insight into how powerful community can be. Because you know when you are walking around town or set and you've got your Aston Villa top on, or even coming here, I remember being in the room when somebody supported Aston Villa and you're like, you're... And that energy mm. just coming together... Mm is a beautiful thing. Massive, so it? that can showcase how powerful that can be for yeah. people. And people don't realise that. Like, yeah. so that, that, that's the thing for me. Like I said, my, my circle's small. Uh, I'm not a big social butterfly. I do love doing social things, like going to, to gigs and stuff. That's also a social thing. I love going to of gigs. Course, yeah. So yeah. Uh, and workshops. So I, I do get it, but I'm not necessarily in the sense of um, going out on, on, on to pubs or yeah. stuff like that. And some like, people are, are reliant on it and desperate for yeah. it. So there needs to be this sense of love for self, isn't there? Yeah. But it is a factor that I think people are missing in their lives. I completely agree. Like, there's got to be something again where you can connect with people. Community connection. I think it's real it's, it's, as well. Real connection, mm. and that's why again, when when I'm talking, like I said even before off air, we were talking uh, about the, the the thing you went to go see that workshop. That guy. Yeah. We always have conversations off air, and even if it's like, let's say you're in a rush one day, even if you just come in, it takes ten minutes to set up. We record a podcast, you've got to go. That ten minute interaction, yeah, it's normally like a deep kind of connection. Release. There's no, there's no. Uh, we're not BSing each other. We're not. Yeah. It's just like a. Oh, how you been? Oh, good. But, but like. We actually have an actual conversation we yeah, don't just say oh we're good if we're not good it's like do you know what I've been a tough week and I'm have a bit of conversation 10 yeah, minutes and yeah. then so that's it's not a, a social dance that yeah. people do you know that isn't real connection when yep. you're in retail hey how you doing good what's the weather Vosh. Yeah. that is just a real social dance that we've kind of conducted together but if you can break out the matrix of that and just be more authentic and real and honest with people it's quite beautiful what can come out of that. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, it's been a fantastic conversation. I've really, uh, I might have enjoyed mate, this. We're going for 48 minutes. Can I just ask? Yeah. I've got to ask. What were we supposed to talk uh, about? We're going to talk about um, social media. Next and, time. And the negativity of it uh, <laughs> on where people diagnose themselves, won't we? Self-diagnosis, Self-diagnosis of labels yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so we're going to do that. We'll talk about it the next time. So <laughs> yeah, spo- spo- spoiler alert. Uh, Mikey, if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Rhythmical Mike and the Old Farm Bus, where that is a community. Or you could just listen to my introspective music. There we go. Uh, and then also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Daniel underscore James underscore coaching. Until next time, take it easy. <laughs>